Howdy folks, this is a bonus episode for Grass Talk Radio, and really this is for mandolin players only. However, it is discussing the 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 topic of improvisation. So it some of what I'm going to say here applies to improvising on any instrument. And where this arose is in the last regular episode of Grass Talk Radio, I mentioned my old mandolin newsletter that I published back in 2006 or 7 and 8. And after I did that episode, I went to look, and I haven't looked at this thing in years, these mandolin newsletters that I used to put out. And I was looking at one of the issues, and in it, I talked about um, a mandolin camp that, that was coming up and, you know, talking about how to sign up and that kind of thing. And then, and I forgot all about this, that I titled this article, An Email Exchange That Might Interest You. And all I'm going to do in this, in this episode is read you this, this exchange and then, you know, give you a couple little notes about it. And it deals with how to improvise on the mandolin. Bluegrass is a highly improvisational form of music. You can get by and, and never improvise and let someone else decide all the notes that you will play and you learn them note for note and you can be a very good mandolin player that way. But the majority of soloing or having any any personal character or or style or creativity as a musician involves improvisation and it's probably one of the harder things to teach i've had students come to me and and you know just say look i know how to play old joe clark and salt creek and blackberry blossom and cripple creek and i can play blue ridge mountain home and blah 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 but then they play something I don't know, and I just don't know how to improvise. And so this is back when I first started doing mandolin video lessons. During the course of that newsletter that I put out, I started doing the videos, the instructional videos. And so along about the time of this email exchange, I had put out a video lesson entitled Pentatonic Improvisation Basics. And it was intended to be the first in a series of lessons that essentially taught and demonstrated the material that was in my book, Madeline Masterclass. In designing these lessons, I often went to my own book and you know, chose a topic from it and then showed it and gave some examples and, and taught how to do certain things that involved this particular little part of the book. And I, as you move through that book, Mandolin Masterclass, you encounter the pentatonic scale and I expend, I don't know how many hundreds of words and charts and graphs and things like this explaining what, what that's all about. And as I started doing the videos, I said, okay, let me get on this pentatonic improvisation thing, and I'm going to put out a little series of videos to explain the basics. 
So the first video came out and it was emailed out to through watch and learn and what used to be freemailandvideos.com, which doesn't exist anymore, but <clears throat> watch and learn put out that first video and they emailed it out to their customer list and some people bought it. And I was, you know, currently filming pentatonic improv two and pentatonic improv three and so on, but those weren't released yet. So the first one came out and I received an email through watch and learns company and I, in the newsletter, I just put it all there verbatim and I, I just want to read to you this email exchange. And it was from a guy named Corey and it was addressed to watch and learn. And it was, you know, the subject was premium mandolin courses. And here is his email. And Corey, if you're still out there, I'd love for you to email me. Um, if, if by chance you are listening to this, um, because the, the email that you wrote me made it very obvious to me that maybe I needed to explain things a little, a little better. And, and Corey, you, you, you did that for me. So here's Corey's email. He says, I recently purchased, and by the way, before I get into this, this is December 17th, 2007. So this happened a long time ago. And, uh, so anyway, here's his email. I recently purchased and downloaded the premium mandolin course covering basic pentatonic improvisation. And let me insert there. When he says premium mandolin course, he really downloaded the premium mandolin lesson. It was, he, he had purchased the one lesson, not the entire course. Cause the course wouldn't even didn't exist yet. It, it wasn't even completely out yet, but he mentions basic pentatonic improvisation. It's true. That's what he downloaded mandolin. I think it was called pentatonic improv basics. I still sell it today. And I'll put a link on the, on the, on the show notes page for this bonus episode uh, to that lesson. If you want to um, explore exactly what he's talking about. And then came the crushing blow. He says, I am rather disappointed in what I received. Although the lesson was instructional and useful, and I did learn about pentatonic scales, the instructor, that'd be me, didn't really cover improvisation. He did give some examples of playing up and down in the scale, up and down the scale in patterns, but never did any in-depth explanations of how to improvise with the pentatonic scale, as was suggested by the advertisement and the course title. The instructor, Brad Laird, made several references to a part two of the course where he would cover improvisation. Where do I find part two of the course? Will that part truly cover pentatonic improvisation? Thanks, Corey. And then in my newsletter, I wrote this. Okay, so I get this email and crushed by the idea that someone would be disappointed with the culmination of my life's work. I did, I decided to reply and try to regain some credibility in his eyes. At least he did say that the lesson was instructional and useful, but when he said the instructor, me didn't really cover improvisation, 
I was scratching my head going, why? I should mention, this is what I'm saying in the newsletter, I should mention that the premium mandolin course he talked about consists of a 29-minute quick-time video lesson called Pentatonic Improvisation Basics and sells for, it was $4.99 at the time, it's now 8 bucks. Anyway, and this is me talking in the newsletter, anyway, I replied to him and tried to explain further. So this is now my email back to Corey. Corey. I got your email about the pentatonic improvisation basics lesson. I am happy that you found it useful, at least in some way. Imagine that you decided to take mandolin lessons from some instructor, and you were paying $20 for a half hour, and you walked in and said, I want to learn to improvise. In parentheses, I said, I've had many, many students do precisely that. In parentheses. Six lessons later, you will barely be scratching the surface. Six months later, you are barely scratching the surface, but making progress. Here I am, 30 years into this quest, and I am still scratching the surface. Read on, and I'll try to explain. If I wrote that today, I'd say 40 years into this quest, 42 years. And this is me continuing with my reply to Corey. And thanks again, Corey, because this, this brought up a lot of things that needed to be said, and you helped me say it. <clears throat> so this is me continuing my reply. As the title indicates, this lesson is about basics. There are a lot of concepts, techniques, scales, patterns, and ideas which gradually accumulate in the player's mind, and the net result of this is what pops out when you, quote, improvise, end quote. Whether you choose to play note A and then note C, while I might choose to play note A followed by note B, is incredibly difficult to explain, maybe impossible. What the lesson set out to do, and I believe it does fairly well, is begin to define a subset of musical notes which you then choose from to suit you and which will not clash or be dissonant with the chord being played. As to which of those notes in particular you choose and in what order and in what timing, no one can tell you. The note choice decisions must ultimately come from your mind or it would not be improvisation. It would simply be copying of my ideas of that moment. And I continue in my reply to him. I practically wrote, wrote the guy a book. And I said, this is very much like writing a poem. You can learn to spell. You can learn the meaning of words and build a large vocabulary. You can read poems written by the great poets. You can memorize them if you like. But when it comes time to express yourself, you must write your own poem. You will do this better after a few thousand lousy poems because you will gain experience. You will learn to write better poems by studying the poems of others, by adding to your vocabulary, etc. But if you really want to write the great poem, you must fall in love, lose a loved one, go to war, make a grave decision, or live through some other 
actual experiences. Then, with pencil in hand, the accumulated treasure of information and technique allows you to write something truly poetic. All I can provide is information. With mandolin in hand, you will gain these experiences. And I continue. I just keep on going and going and going. What the lesson does and what others on the subject of impro improvisation. Let me start that over. What the lesson does and what others on the subject of improvisation, which are coming, aim to do is to provide some sense of organization to the block of notes, which you then select from. Rather than being faced with a bewildering selection of the complete chromatic scale from your low open G all the way up to the highest possible E string note, I'm attempting to show you ways to select a subset of those notes to choose from. It's a lot like the way a songwriter or composer sits down and chooses, hmm, should I go up after that last note or stay here on this note? It's all subjective and you get to be the one to decide the answer to those questions. The patterns I played in the video are just a starting point a way for you to learn the locations of those notes. You can practice them exactly as I played them and you will gain some familiarity with their locations and their sounds and how those sounds relate musically to the chord currently in progress. But ultimately you will find new and probably better ways to select from these notes. And I just keep going and going and going. Then I said, Consider a hot Sam Bush solo versus, let's say, a guy at a local jam session who's been playing for a year. Sam, using the exact same available notes, is more likely to create a solo that is musical, whereas the less experienced player may improvise a solo that sounds pattern-oriented or amateurish or repetitious, etc. The difference is, Assuming that they both know how to select a set of notes, which will at least work with the chord, which is a pentatonic scale, which a pentatonic scale can do in certain circumstances. The difference is that Mr. Bush, doubtless, has a great deal more experience in making note selections and lining them up in ways that register to our ear as good music. Everyone starts at the same place. We don't know anything. Then we learn a few things. Like we might learn, don't play G sharp in a G major chord. We begin to learn a sense of right notes and wrong notes. We experiment. We hit a lot of bad sounding notes that might sound perfectly all right in some other chord context. We learn from experience. But if you start with no information, for example, if you don't know the basics of the pentatonic scale, how to make one, how to locate the notes, what chords they will sound good with, how can you then try to make music with a pentatonic scale? Information is power and reduces the mistakes made, but information only matures into music when coupled with experience. And sadly, experience is not available on the web for $4.99. If so, I would buy a couple of hundred bucks worth myself.
or perhaps I could sell some of my old, worn-out experience. See the absurdity of that? And I'm still writing an email to this guy, Corey. And I go on. This video and all other lessons, books, videos ever written by anyone will never fully explain what to play when improvising. If they ever do that, they, paradoxically, then become non-improvisation lessons. Hopefully this makes sense and that you hang in there with your mandolin studies. I appreciate the comments and questions regarding the lesson and rest assured that I spend a great deal of time thinking on the, these ideas. And yet, when it comes time to finalize a script and get it on camera, one must make choices. And I am fully aware that there will never be the perfect lesson. However, I am trying. Sincerely, Brad Laird. And then Corey responded. Brad, that was very kind of you to respond to my email with such an in-depth explanation of the art of musical improvisation. It certainly does make sense. The example of the poet really helped me understand the concept much better. Thanks for the link to your website, too. I took a look at what you have there and read a few of the past newsletters. You have some really good stuff there. I think that I will order your book and CD, The Masterclass. Also, on the $5 Internet course, you made several references to Part 2. Is this something that will become available soon? Thanks, Corey. And then my last response to Corey. Hi, Corey. <clears throat> yes, Part 2 is now available on the site. However, as with the first, remember that this is just another small step towards obtaining a set of tools that you can use for improvisation. Part 1 describes how to use a pentatonic scale over the three major and three minor chords in the key. Part 2 discusses the concept of changing to a new pentatonic scale when the chords change. For example, G pentatonic over G chord, then changing to C pentatonic for a C chord, etc., etc. Future lessons in this series will discuss how other scales and ideas can be used in our quest towards totally free improv. As I put each video lesson together, I'm striving towards demonstrating one particular concept or idea and give some exercises and demonstrations of how that idea functions in the real world. I'm also creating some tune-based lessons that you've probably seen, Cripple Creek, Salt Creek, etc. These tune lessons are designed to work for people of a variety of levels. An absolute beginner can learn the ultra-simple basic melody to get started. Then I present an intermediate and a bit more advanced version of the tune. Those breaks are a vehicle for understanding improvisation. On another level, they, when I get a sufficient number of tunes filmed and edited, will be a source for flat-out stealing, I mean acquiring licks, that you can stick into your playing however you see fit. When you really get down to it, improvisation and tune composition, or creating a solo for a tune, are exactly the same process, except that you simply have a lot less time to think when you're improvising. Good improvisation means to take whatever skills and knowledge you have at the moment and instantly write a melody, maybe adding some embellishment that makes some sense to the listener. Not an easy task when you have milliseconds to plan your next note. It's a lot easier when you have all weekend to decide how you want the B part to sound. 
That's how getting into songwriting, tune writing, trains you in the skill of instantaneous improv. It's just ultra slow, low pressure improvisation. I will eventually get around to doing a video or two on composing your own instrumentals. I really strongly urge every player to write tunes. That exercise really helps a person think about why we choose one note over another and it furthers the improv quest a lot. The other nice thing about writing tunes is that they come from your mind and therefore are naturally easier to play. One other great way to make progress in your quest to improvise is to work on ear training. In a nutshell, ear training is about learning to find melodies on the instrument. In other words, if I played Red River Valley, could you repeat the tune on the mandolin without a lot of missed notes? Just sit there. Think of a song you know well, like Happy Birthday or Home on the Range. Pick some starting note at random on the mandolin and see if you can play the melody correctly. The more you fool around with improving that skill, the more credibility your improvised solos will take on, since your musical ramblings will be far more likely to include hints from the original melody. I mean, getting far out and playing crazy sounding notes that work with accords is one approach. I will not mention any names as I would have to include myself in that list at times. But if you weave that melody into the improvisational mayhem, it will always come across better to the listener. Anyway, I have to take off to the airport to pick up my wife and get the old Christmas festivities rolling around here. Take it easy and have a good holiday. I appreciate your writing with the question as it gives me an excuse to write some stuff that I can insert into the next newsletter. I won't use your name unless you say it's okay to. Brad Laird. Anyway, that exchange illustrates how, you know, a two-sentence description of a lesson and a title doesn't really do a fair job of explaining what in the world the person is trying to teach you. And, you know, in fairness to Corey, if you bought a, something that said pentatonic improvisation basics, you'd think you're going to come away knowing something about improvisation. I did develop this series further, and there are pentatonic improv basics, pentatonic improv two, pentatonic improv three, and I mentioned the tune lessons and the ways in which embellishments are used. On the show notes for this page, I'm going to put links to the pentatonic improvisation mandolin video lesson series that I, that I created, and if you would like to check them out, I invite you to do so. Unfortunately, they're now eight bucks a piece. They were four ninety nine back in those days, but hey, you know, the price of a lot of things has gone up. However, there is there are some discounts available. Um, there is that social media discount. So if you want to order those those three lessons and uh, start getting your pentatonic improv going, uh, scope them out. Just go to grassstockradio.com, slide down to the bonus episode number two which is what you're listening to right now. And I'll put links to those lessons. And uh, there are also some, some uh, play along tracks that come with them and PDF files of all the exercises and scales and, you know, all the written material will be in a PDF with a video, scope it out and uh, start getting your pentatonic improv going in the right direction.
Anyway, that's all I have for this bonus. This is mostly for mantle players, but you know, the concepts of, of what is improvisation that applies to guitar and banjo and any other solo instrument who was called upon to improvise. So anyway, hope you enjoy this little bonus episode. Y'all take care and I'll see you in the podcast.